Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of uh, Stories and Stanza. Before I begin today, I'd like to say a uh, sincere thanks to the curators in Great Australian Pods. It's a podcast directory for including me uh, on their homepage for uh, new podcasts. So, uh, it really means uh, that uh, uh this was uh, picked up by you and it means a lot to me so this is my midweek uh, episode and i'm having a pretty busy week um, so i was thinking uh, what what to uh, write about what uh, stories to share and uh, i came up uh, with uh, a very interesting subject and this may be familiar to many people uh, from australia but outside australia i'm not sure how much of this is known so a couple of days back um, i was uh, uh, walking in a park um, this is not not too far from where i live uh, somewhere in melbourne's northwest uh, so in this park um, it, it's a it's a quite a, a big one there are many bike trails and walk trails and there is a fair bit of uh, wildlife as well and my daughter was really happy to see some rabbit run past and then while we were walking another one came and by the time we were leaving we were surrounded by about uh, 11 to 12 rabbits and this made me think uh, whether everyone uh, outside australia know Uh, about uh, the rabbits so rabbits are not not native uh, to australia and uh, no matter how cute they look uh, how adorable we may find them uh, the truth is uh, the feral rabbits they are considered as a pest in australia and there is a very interesting uh, history behind this so uh, i have heard about this from my friends and Uh, the the first time i uh, was curious about this was uh, this was my trip in philip island so uh, philip island is uh, one of the islands near melbourne that's really famous for penguins and i'll share the penguin story some other day but uh, this was this was a trip uh, to philip islands and when i was uh, back uh, to an uh, a place where we were staying uh, was house we got through airbnb and before i was about to park i saw that there were two rabbits uh, in front of the house and i thought it might be uh, someone's pet and then um, i uh, parked the car and when they just uh, disappeared so i i thought that, you know i was just curious that might be someone's pet that is lost or someone might be looking for them and then i asked um, others uh, about it and then i got to know that uh, like pigeons <laughs> the uh, rabbits are considered as a pest uh, in australia so how did that happen so uh, first of all they are not uh, native to australia so they were brought here uh, from europe so the first uh, domesticated uh, rabbits they arrived with the first fleet uh, 
and that didn't uh, trigger this uh, problem but later um, around uh, 1859 uh, back then a wealthy gentleman named uh, Thomas Austin freed about a dozen of uh, uh, feral rabbits uh, into his property somewhere near Geelong which is uh, south uh, west of uh, Melbourne and soon um, they reached uh, Queensland and they reached uh, New South Wales border by 1886 and uh, they covered throughout the continent by 1910 and this became a very big problem so basically uh, wherever the rabbits go they can Uh, compete with the native wildlife they can damage the vegetation and they can degrade the land so uh, they negatively affect the agriculture by overgrazing and not only they wreak havoc in the croplands but they contributed to a decline of native plants and animal species uh, think about this way the rabbits they were introduced in australia so that they could be hunted for sport within 50 years they spread all over australia and today there are about 150 million wild rabbits between 1901 and 1907 a rabbit proof fence was built for about 3256 kilometers long that ran from north to south across western australia but this uh, fences did not stop the spread of rabbits so what was tried uh, other than building the fence um, that was by releasing some disease that affects uh, only the rabbits population so uh, it's called myxomatosis it was a disease that was spread uh, by mosquito bites the this was introduced uh, to the rabbits uh, in 1950s and they quickly killed about 500 million rabbits uh, this was uh, a successful attempt to contain the number of uh, feral rabbits but uh, they began to develop a resistance uh, for this uh, uh, virus and their numbers again uh, began to rise in 1995 uh, the scientists released another uh, virus called calcivirus but now uh, they are developing a resistance to that too so uh, basically um, they uh, didn't have a natural predator in here and that uh, uh, coupled with that the way they multiplied uh, led to this uh, huge disaster it's a man-made uh, devastating impact on australia's native environment i'm referring to uh, an australian government uh, release document so the feral rabbits can breed from the age of 4 months and they can do so at any time of the year when whenever they have a good supply or favorable weather conditions uh, so they can produce uh, five or more litters a year and then um, in this episode we talked about uh, rabbits but 
similar kind of uh, problems are happening all over the world where there is like one uh, single invasive uh, species is wreaking havoc in uh, the entirety of uh, ecosystem sometimes like marine life etc uh, i i i know about uh, some examples in the indian subcontinent that uh, there were some genetically modified uh, fishes were uh, released in in the uh, rivers and they kind of destroyed uh, the habitat uh, to a great extent we'll, we'll talk about that uh, some other day with a little bit more details for this episode i have got a lot of reference from uh, australia's digital classroom national geographic and uh, some reports published by australian government i i really wanted to do this because uh, this is uh, a very unique story about australia and uh, something that's not very commonly known outside i haven't heard uh, people talk about this uh, either so this was the story uh, segment for today and uh, i'm happy to uh, let you know that i'll be uh, having some guests uh, over here uh, in this podcast uh, and we'll talk about their creative process their books and uh, maybe they'll share uh, some words they've written so i'm i'm working on that and uh, i've approached a few uh, people i have met um, in social media and they're really keen so one thing that would be challenging for me is to uh, do this remotely from uh, melbourne with uh, other uh, geographic locations but i'm sure we'll work something out uh, and i'm also looking forward to uh, do a few uh, things here in melbourne um, i'll approach people i know and i'll ask them to come here and share their stories um, i'll make this uh, interesting in next uh, coming weeks so as i uh, did in my first two episodes i'll uh, conclude this one with a, a poem of mine that i wrote uh, two days ago since uh, today's episode was about environment uh, this is something on the similar lines the salted sultry air is in bitter from diffused burnt ashes of parched earth mass sentiments permeate in the air we breathe in and people breathe what's easy to thick air around us listen to it speak spite in a human language i return the bitterness which you gave to me we are breathing in a lot of scorn and passing it on i look at a tree we share my breath with its profound spirit and i solemnly whisper are we damaged beyond repair thank you uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode uh, see you in the next one